0: Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to the 90s. That's the year 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. My name's Chris Alfick. And I'm Connor Thompson. Today we are doing March 11th through 17th, 1998. All right, diving right in. March 11th, Diller to buy
1: remaining half of Ticketmaster. Media mogul Barry Diller agreed Tuesday to purchase the remaining half of Ticketmaster Group Inc., putting him one step closer to his vision of becoming a predominant player in the emerging world of electronic commerce where the internet and television increasingly are used as
0: outlets for selling merchandise. This brings up the question, did Ticketmaster already suck in the 90s? I can tell you that it definitely did. Really? They still had like all those shitty fees?
1: Oh, there were fees. Um, It was a little bit different though. I remember buying my very first concert tickets. I went to go see Aerosmith. (laughs) With a couple friends, this is true. Aerosmith in Toronto, and uh, you were able to buy tickets and then have them printed at your local music store.
0: Oh, I remember. But I the remember actual like, like hard
1: tickets, yeah. not just this piece of paper crap.
0: Oh, I mean, you can still get tickets mailed to you, but like it like, costs more money. So. Yeah, this was like yeah. you had to go in store. They had a special printer for it. It was mm-hmm. a whole big thing. Moving on to March twelfth. Surgeon had patients billed for his sex calls, police say. <laughs> a surgeon had four patients billed for $320 in calls he made to telephone sex lines. <laughs> Doctor Albert Torres, 44, turned himself in Tuesday. He was charged with criminal impersonation, larceny, and c- computer crime. Computer crime's a good one. Yeah, hacking. All right, March thirteenth, the high Z. That's right zed we're saying
1: zed the high zed supernova search team becomes the first team to publish evidence that the universe is expanding at an accelerating rate very exciting you are not alone also in
0: not at all similar news canada legalized the growing of industrial hemp march 14th officer who sang 70s pop tune to suspect is cleared of bias (laughs) a police officer has been cleared of bias for detaining a suspected cookie thief oh my god Who was handcuffed and forced to listen to him sing "Escape," (laughs) aka the Pina Colada song, the the Jimmy Buffett song, right? No, it's not Jimmy Buffett. That's not Jimmy Buffett? No. Oh, who the fuck is it? It's someone else. It's not Jimmy Buffett. I mean, though. I expect you to know about Jimmy Buffett, so. Uh, my dad loves Jimmy Buffett. For all you listeners who are interested. The suspect had just sat down to see Speed 2 in a theater Jesus. when he was handcuffed and led away. Apparently he was not, he didn't even steal the cookie. He took the cookie and then popped down like $2.50 or whatever the cookie cost. Well, at least he didn't I have want, to watch Speed 2. Yeah, so that's a plus. I, I, I think that is a plus. And do you think the officer said, put the cookie down? Why the pina A lot of songs. Of all songs. He's just gotta be like a, I don't know, maybe that's his thing.
1: All right, moving on to March 15th. 1-800-BURGER. In-N-Out's hotline gets you there. One call to In-N-Out's toll-free line gets you a representative who can serve as a guide to In-N-Out territory, which reaches as far north as Auburn, California, as far south as San Diego, and as far east as Las Vegas. Customer service representative Rick Vancil says he memorized directions to many of the 127 In-N-Outs in his first three months of handling calls. I want to try In-N-Out. In the worst way, oh, they did God. a pop up in Toronto. They did. I oh, this was a long while ago, uh, but I fuck. wasn't able to get there. It was very upsetting.
0: I I, I wanted to know so bad. Like this is the shit that Gordon Ramsay is into. This is his world-renowned Michelin star chef. Gordon Ramsay is into In-N-Out, so it's gotta be good. Also, Pina Colada song, Rupert Holmes. Rupert Holmes. Credit where credit is due. Okay, on March 16th, a second negotiation session between North and South Korea will be held under the guidance of U.S. and China.
1: I hope it goes well. I really hope it does. March 17th,
0: more than 10,000
1: Catholics marched in the first ever St. Patrick's Day parade in Belfast. No statistics on how many people actually finished the march. Is that a big deal? Probably not, but I thought it was, it was really funny that... that... That this was a thing. 10,000 people did what appears to be a bar crawl. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, though. Yeah. All right, couple things on the week overall. ABC TV's Drew Carey show hits its second highest rating ever, while Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place, a new comedy which follows the Drew Carey show, scored the biggest opening
0: night hit since Spin City. That is one of the most 90 sentences that have been read on the podcast so far, right? But while we're on the topic of Drew Carey, that guy is
1: so hot in 1998, ABC is close to finalizing negotiations with Drew Drew Carey, to host and executively produce a summer version of the British series Whose Line Is It Anyway? Looks like six episodes will be ordered. I hope they get more. I hope so, too. I hear good things about God, that show. Man, I, it was loved so good. It. I loved it.
0: Yeah, Whose Line is... is I love the British
1: shape? version, mm-hmm. but this is one of those shows where the American version did it justice. Yeah, definitely.
0: Man, I love it. Call a mockery. Also,
1: on the week overall, this is the very last week of our childhood without an sync album. You say that like it's a bad thing. I mean, you just gotta relive the good times. That's right. That's, titan- <laughs> you're goddamn right. All right, let's move on to movies and music. Jumping into the weekend box office.
0: Listeners, before we say it, what do you think was the number one movie at the beginning of 1998 for basically all of it? You're wrong, it was
1: Titanic. There are actually some really good movies on here. Yeah, right? I'm,
0: I'm a fan of this week. We've got The Man in the
1: Iron Mask, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Goodwill Hunting, starring Robin Williams,
0: yeah and ben affleck and matt damon very good holy the, shit. Wedding, the singer. wedding singer starring
1: the... billy idol featuring adam sandler the big lebowski excellent movie
0: love it what else is on here um, la confidential was is a movie thing? called twilight not that twilight it's still a better love story than twilight different twilight uh dark city a movie that is really really good apparently but i haven't seen oh mouse hunt oh the borrowers the borrowers yes yeah john goodman oh my god the mouse hunt i remember that movie right featuring a very young nathan lane very young nathan lane comparatively young to how old he is now sorry nathan lane all right so <laughs> we've uh we've successfully insulted nathan lane i love you i'm sorry let's get on to music all right number one getting jiggy with it will nah, nah, smith na 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 you? Na, 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 na. so good number two my heart will go on by celine dion got nothing to say about that number three it was it was a good song i mean it's so overplayed it's just it's just hilarious now to listen to have you seen uh have you seen the recorder version of that Yes um, Anyone out there If you haven't seen The recorder version uh, By Matt Mulholland Check it out It's it's a fun way To spend five minutes it's pretty good uh, Moving down the list We've got Usher with Nice and Slow No No No, no From Destiny's Child Great song by them This is the uh, This is featuring Wyclef Jean Ooh Truly Madly Deeply Savage I th- <laughs> love this song Way more than I should Truly Madly Deeply Is one of my favorite songs And I don't think It should be Oh, Too Much by the Spice Girls Is on its way down I guess people have had Too much But that's not true because you can't have enough of the Spice Girls. Got a little NSYNC on the list with I Want You Back. Great song. Oh, Candle in the Wind. Yeah, Elton John's mm-hmm. sliding down the list. There's Show Me Love by Robin. Ooh, I think this is the note we finish on. Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba, number 35. That could be it. That you feels 90s. Or... Do we want to scroll down to uh, Semi-Charmed Life at 37? Oh,
1: so this summer, Chris and I, Talia also, and a few other friends of ours are going to a
0: music festival where Third Eye Blind will be playing. Yeah, Way Home Music and Arts Festival in Oro Medante. If you're in this area, Ontario, check it out. About an hour north of Toronto. Very excited for some Third Eye Blind. Yeah, I am going to be so happy when they play Semi-Charmed Life. It'll be magical. And I'll want something else. Are we going to do crystal meth during Semi-Charmed Life? Well, I mean, I don't see why not. We're not actually... I'm going to just throw (laughs) a disclaimer in there. We're not doing crystal meth. I'll probably cut this. That just seems like a bad idea. No, we should keep the crystal (laughs) meth part. No one's going to get it. The song is about doing crystal meth. Now you know. All
1: right, moving on to a segment we call Where Were They Then? So the first episode of Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place premiered on March 10th. 1998. The series uh, starred Ryan Reynolds in the role of Berg Bergen, an aimless graduate student who works at a Boston pizza parlor. Fun fact, season two introduced Nathan Fillion into the cast as a jukebox repairman. That was a legitimate job in 1998. Or
0: at least it sounded like one. Jukebox repairman. They're both Canadian, I think. Ryan Reynolds and Nathan Fillion. That's true. Yeah. All right, repping that place that we're from.
1: All right. Moving on, on this week on, there were no episodes of Seinfeld, The Simpsons, or Friends.
0: This was a black hole of a week. Yep. Do you remember those weeks in the 90s where there was just reruns of everything? This was one of those weeks. We went through basically TV Guide from this week, and all the good shows were reruns. But we're going to just list some of the standout shows from this week, uh, because they were pretty cool. Just Shoot Me. Oh my god, Just Shoot Me. Home
1: Improvement. Oh, my God. I remember trying to, in Microsoft Paint, Piece together Wilson's face from various <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> images. You tried
0: to make a composite. Sketch I tried of to Wilson. make a composite sketch of Wilson. It was that. I mean, he did. The, he did Ford commercials. You could have seen his face. Or no, I may, didn't. Maybe GM commercials. Didn't I count. I wanted to see him in the fishing hat. I guess so. I loved yeah. Home Improvement. What else is on? The X Files was on. It's not in the top Ooh, twenty. Dharma and Greg. Dharma and Greg. How nineties does night. that feel? No, wait, wait, wait for it. Ali McBeal. Oof. I never really was into Ali McBeal, but it was still such an iconic show of the nineties. Just Calista Flockhart, Lucy yes. Lou, oh those other God. guys you would recognize if you saw
1: pictures was of de Rossi them. Was Portia Rossi in that? Fuck yeah, she was she was awesome. called like wow, she wasn't she had like a nickname
0: like don't ice know, I, queen I or something like that barely watched Portia it. was smoking hot in that show mm-hmm. uh drew carey show like we said two guys a girl in a pizza place debuted at like 11 which is so crazy for a show to do and uh everybody loves raymond was also on here moving on though that's right if you didn't hear that everybody loves raymond your favorite show that you were just too lazy to change the channel for like it came on you're like oh whatever it's just like ray romano just he's there neutral
1: um, moving into our 90s spotlight this week, we'd like to
0: talk a little
1: bit about something that still exists, but it's just not the same. It's different. It's unnecessary. It's less necessary now. 1-800 numbers. The 90s were a time when you call the 1-800 number for a reason, likely aside from activating your credit card or calling someone to complain about your bank account. 1-800 numbers did
0: things. They did fun things. Yeah, Sometimes. spot bought things. You... Yeah. Bought things from infomercials. You called hotlines for various informations, like the In-N-Out hotline. Right? Yeah, like if you wanted information, you could call people. There were people sitting at a phone ready to answer questions for you. Basically, 1-800 numbers were, in a way, the internet before the internet. They were pre-dial-up. This is a way of getting information faster than going down to your local library
1: in a certain set
0: of circumstances, I guess. If you couldn't go through a day without hearing about a 1-800 number just in the way you can barely go through a day now without hearing a website or a hashtag or something like if you wanted to right. help you call a 1-800 number i guess people still do that for customer service a little bit but you but usually check the, most the website part, first
1: yeah it's way faster to just jump online but back in the 90s you were calling a hotline you were hitting zero to try and get to an operator you wanted to speak to a person and
0: that's such a thing of the 90s because i think at least too much pre-90s you didn't have touch tone telephones you had yeah. pulse so i guess that would have made 1-800 numbers a lot harder to work with back then and then post 90s we got a little thing called the internet
1: 1-800 numbers they are still around i still don't enjoy calling them i still sometimes do
0: i have to activate my credit card i'm not looking forward to that yeah if it was a website i would have had it done by now all right
1: let's jump into our sponsorship segment as you already know we like to pretend that we live in a world where we are sponsored to do the podcast That is still not true, so we bring you fictitious sponsors from the 90s. This week's sponsor is As Seen on TV. Now, again, this is something that is still around, but I think the 90s were the last decade, where as seen on TV, existed in its original iteration. You saw an infomercial, maybe someone you know has the products, you can ask them about it, but if not, you're just buying something you've seen on TV. You're rolling the dice with this. You have
0: no way to get any other information about it, you can't product test, you can't do squat. You have nothing but a sales pitch to go off of and a demonstration that may or may not have anything to do with the product in question
1: right the george foreman grill was easily the biggest as seen on tv product of the 90s
0: what about oxyclean no way.
1: Those lean, mean, fat
0: grill machines? Come on now. They were pretty substantial. They were but o- I don't know. I loved OxyClean. I made my dad get OxyClean. That was probably... <laughs> it seriously was. Like, he bought it from the infomercial, and then it sucked. Billy May's here for OxyClean. Oh, I miss that man so much. I do too. Uh, Billy May has come back to us. But OxyClean was so cool. I- at least I thought it was cool. Then we bought it, and I was like, all right, time to get some stains out of shit. And it just didn't work that well. It was a really good lesson that my dad taught me then, to not trust everything you see on tv and it brought me down a couple notches
1: now there has to be a bit more honesty in the process because we have showcase stores in canada in the u.s they have just as seen on tv stores so you can go in and test these products now
0: and vet them and there are online even walmart has some as seen on tv stuff there's the internet where you can look up reviews for almost anything
1: but in the 90s you were really taking a gamble yeah anyway as seen on tv products i think kind of died in the 90s They're just not the same anymore. There's no gambling to it. There's no risk.
0: Unless you're if you're in the 65 Ooh. plus demographic and as you seen on TV is still, uh, as seen on tv is still huge a slight aside i work retail there are a lot of older people who come in and just say do you have this thing i saw on tv and i'm like i'm i'm sorry i don't watch tv it warms my and heart to think that there are still people who live that kind of life it scares me so much a life without the internet is a life i don't want to live bold
1: word so as seen on tv we thank you for your amusement for being pretty much the only thing on from 12 to 3
0: p.m in the afternoon on sick days from school i used to get so excited for the food saver infomercial I would watch that just so i could get to the part where they crush 64 pop cans <laughs> man life was boring then right the 90s there was some good there was some bad as seen on TV stuff you fit in right in the middle that about does it for
1: this episode you can check 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 us out on Facebook. Uh, If you look up Stuck in the 90s, you'll find us. We're on Instagram at Stuck in the 90s podcast,
0: I think. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Um, You can email us at Stuck in the 90s podcast at gmail.com. We're going to spin the wheel, but we're doing 1993. But maybe the first time we spin it, it'll land on 93. And
0: that'll be fun. Here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna spin this five times. If we land on 93, we're just actually gonna be excited. That's it. There's no, there's no prize. Seven, or anything like there's a seven, there's a one, there's a ten, there's an eight, there's a ten. Hey! Oh, uh, 93! That's the kind of roll that, kind of that would get you in trouble. It's true. Other than that. I don't know. We've got nothing else to say. We will we will see you
1: for the week of March 18th to 24th, 1993. The podcast uh, is, now, is over. now over. All right.